Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to our hotel room in Redmond, Oregon. Chris Ann's sitting in the dark. JC's got a little bit more light on his face. I promise you this light was a whole lot brighter this afternoon. Uh, you know what I'm going to do when I ask Colton, who's also in the studio today, to go ahead and lift up those curtains over there for me. And maybe he can print in some more light so we can see what's going on. So if you hear anything, that's Colton. Change. Oh, look at that. That is awesome. Yay, everybody. Give Colton a hand. <laughs> Colton's now our lighting guy. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. Glad to see you all out there in the chat room. We are live today. You are in our hotel room uh, here, as I said, in Redmond, Oregon, about to have a great meeting tonight in Sisters, Oregon, teaching about the pathway forward. But since we don't have a whole lot of time and we want to make sure that we get as much information out to you, going to start off today's show with just jumping right in. So the big news of the day, by the way, is the uh, hearings for Merrick Garland, his Senate confirmation hearing. And I wanted to play for you a just a little snippet of what went on. Now, let me, JC, you didn't watch any of it, did you? Okay, so what do you suppose, just off the top of your head, were the two primary topics for Merrick Garland? Uh, I would suspect prosecution of insurrectionist. And? Um, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, Trump. Mm. Trump and insurrectionists. Gotcha. That was pretty much it. And so, uh, as a matter of fact, those are the first two questions, Right. Trump and insurrectionists. And so uh, which is which is relevant because I don't know how many people are aware, but also today the Supreme Court denied Donald Trump's in Donald Trump's injunction request to keep the attorney general of New York from seizing his tax records. So this was another application by Donald Trump's attorneys to keep the attorney general of New York from, from subpoenaing his tax records and using them in the, the state of New York uh, investigation on state tax fraud. Gotcha. And so that's part of all of this. Are you going to be in an attorney general uh, are, are you going to be an attorney general for the United States? You're going to lead up the Department of Justice in such a way that we can go after Trump and we can prosecute insurrectionists. And that's pretty much going to be Merrick Garland's job. Gotcha. Yep. To same as their job. Same as same as their same job. Same as the way they see their job. Sa thank you. That's the same as the way they see their job. The only goal take, of Congress. Take out Donald Trump and his uh, yep. alleged supporters. Yep. Take out Donald Trump and his supporters. Because Donald Trump has actually come out lately and made it very clear that he's not leaving the Republican Party, that he's taking the Republican Party with him. <laughs> right? So that's the new the new Donald Trump kind of speech is I'm not I'm not take. I'm not leaving the Republican Party. We're going to take the Republican Party with us, yeah. and uh, you guys are going to have to come along with us. If you don't come along with us, then we're going to leave you behind. So Trump derangement syndrome is real, and uh, mm -hmm. apparently there's still no vaccine. Still no, and it's Trump's fault. Trump's fault. It's Trump's fault. There's no vaccine for um, Trump derangement syndrome. Right, 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 right. Oh, there's no vaccine for Trump derangement syndrome, syndrome right? right? Well, they're they're complaining that Trump messed up the whole other vaccine too. So. I don't care about that. <laughs> so there's your your whole purpose of the Department of Justice. And so here's what I'm going to do. We're going to put this up here so you can see. Uh, there we go. This one. How 
this questioning went. Now, you know who this is, right? Unfortunately. Yes. Unfortunately. I was just thinking I was watching her. And um, I have a video from many years ago where that I use every now and again, where she's talking about how the protection for freedom of press should only be afforded to people with what he calls, what she calls bona fide credentials. Was that back in the thirties? Dude, I'm serious. It must've been cause she looked like she was maybe 35, 40 yeah. years it's, old. It's all of them. Now they're ancient. I mean, that's just crazy. That's term. The term limits that we have in America is, is when the representative literally turns into a pile of dust. Yeah. Then they're term limited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm just I'm going to set this up for you. So she's the one that's going to talk about coming after uh, Donald Trump's supporters. So I'm just going to go ahead and play that for you so you can hear what she has to say and then hear Merrick Garland's response. So this is not the first time the Justice Department has been forced to investigate and prosecute white supremacists for an act of terrorism. You received high praise for investigating and supervising the prosecution of the Oklahoma City bombing perpetrators in 1995. So here's the question. What steps will you take to ensure that the perpetrators of the attack on our Capitol are brought to justice? Senator, I think this will. Now, let me pause here for a second, because remember, it's all about white supremacy now, right? Mm. It's all the white supremacists. I don't, yeah, that's a given in the premise. Yeah, that is a given in the premise that what happened at the Capitol building was white supremacist. White supremacist terrorist attack. White supremacist terrorist attack. Why? Because they held Trump flags. Now that's important connection for you, for everybody to understand. Because remember, on a previous episode, we covered the um, we covered the uh, HR three hundred and fifty, right? And HR three hundred and fifty is the piece of legislation that brings about this quote unquote new law to fight white supremacy. So it's supposed to be, it's titled the Anti-Domestic Terrorist Act. But in reality, if you go watch the show again, HR 350 is the act that uh, is all about white supremacy, right? It's all about white supremacy. It's not about anything but white supremacy. That's what HR 350 is about. So let's remember the premises, the whole thing at the Capitol is white supremacy. And now we're going to ask Merrick Garland what he's going to do about white supremacists. It was the most uh, heinous attack on the, on the democratic processes that I've ever seen and one that I never expected to see in my lifetime. Uh, now, he hasn't drawn any conclusions before investigating, has he? <laughs> um, but one of the very first things I will do is help, uh, get a briefing on uh, the progress of this investigation. Um, I intend to give the career uh, prosecutors who are working on this matter 24-7 uh, all of the resources they could possibly require uh, to do this. Um, and at the same time, I intend um, to, to uh, make sure that we look more broadly to, to look at uh, uh, where this is coming from, what other groups there might be um, that, that could raise the same problem in the future and that we protect uh, the American people. And I know that uh, FBI director has made the same commitment. Thank you for that. So that's the part that I was really interested in you guys seeing. The witch hunt? The witch hunt. We're going to, uh, the first thing that I'm going to do is make sure that we look more broadly, right? Not, you're, you're going to be, monitored now beyond comprehension. Should we go ahead and send a link to this show daily to the <laughs> FBI? Um, right. Cause you're going to, we're, we'll be on the list eventually. Oh, so should we go I'm ahead? on the Southern Poverty so Law Center when list already. Non, so. When the non-compliant movie is finished this week, we'll go oh, ahead and send them a copy yeah. of it. 
that's going to be a big one, dude. Because, I mean, let's just go ahead and get that out of the way so right. that you're aware that right. we're aware yeah. that you think we're some sort of subversive white supremacist right. terrorist movement. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So there you have it, guys. There you have it. That's was That was the scariest thing I've heard in a while. We're going to look more broadly at this. Scary? To see. I'm not scared of them. No, well, I'm not scared of them either, but it's just scary to think that that's where our government is. I mean, this is. I think disgusting on. is the word. Disgusting. <laughs> right, right. This is just full on attack. Merrick Garland, you're a disgusting rat. Feinstein, you're a disgusting rat. Yeah, put that on the list. Yeah. Clip that out so you can share that with the director. Yeah. We think you're disgusting, traitorous pieces of trash. Yeah. So Tammy Just says, so we're clear here. Tammy says, are they going to make us wear a yellow star? No, they'll probably put an American flag on our chest. Because remember, that's a racist doc. That's a racist symbol, too. So uh, this is this is just something that's. Look, you want to talk about a new normal? You want to talk about what you need to know about the future and what you need to know about what's happening in America? Then this is what you need to know. This is what you need to know. You need to know who these people are and what they're about to do, right? So I wanted to show you a clip from our friend Ben Swan most recently and this is jc what what when was this whom you should follow six days ago six days ago okay so ben swan is reporting on a news anchor that says that the u.s government should use drone strikes in what Merrick Garland now calls the broad search, right? Yeah. See, I wanted you to yeah, have once Merrick, this once in Merrick Garland, context. Once Merrick Garland finds you, yes, this is what should be done with yes. you. Yes, and that's why I played the Merrick Garland first, because otherwise somebody would be like, oh, Ben Swan, he's all conspiracies, taking all this out of context. I wanted you guys to hear what Merrick Garland had to say about this. Because mm -hmm. remember, right now, you're a white supremacist if you have a Trump shirt or a MAGA hat, or if you ever stood now, more broadly, if you ever stood next to somebody in your Facebook posts who had a Trump hat or a, a, a MAGA hat or something like that. Or Black Rifle Coffee. Black Light, yeah. I mean, anything. Yeah. This goes on and on. Yeah. Uh, Liberty First, Chris Ann Hall t-shirt. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to stop. Right. It's not. It's not. And, well, I'll, I'll, I'll just I, I let me just say this. I think that what we need to do is what our founders did in the Sons of Liberty and simply embrace it. Right. right? When they set up the Stamp Act and they made the little stamp to go on everything, the Sons of Liberty, the committees of correspondence, they made their own stamp. They didn't counterfeit the stamp that they had. They made a stamp to go on the underground market stuff that had a skull and crossbones on it condemning the, the mask, the, yeah. the, the stamp. We need to embrace this. We, JC, you're the T-shirt guy. We need T-shirts that say, I'm the domestic terrorist you're looking for. Right? That's, that's it. And then maybe on the back, I'm pro-life. I'm pro-constitution. I'm pro-limited government. I'm against lawless government. I'm against uh, traitors in Congress or something like that. Three things were for and three things that were against. I think that's a great T-shirt. Yeah. I'm I mean, the domestic terrorist. It doesn't matter what for. it is. You know, it's like, Parker, we know you hate Trump, but it doesn't matter. The, the whole I mean, the thing is. <clears throat> Whoever supported Trump had to had has a right to wave a flag yeah, about absolutely. whatever whoever they support, but who cares? Now you get to hit you get to be hit with a drone strike because now I am going to take you guys back to 2011. Okay, 2012. 
we have been, I have been writing about this since 2011, JC. When I wrote about this, when I blogged about this in 2011 and 2012, they said I was nuts. They called me names. They called me an extremist. They called me a radical. But I'm going to take you back now. Praise God. It's all in writing. It's all there. I'm going to take you back and I'm going to show you what all this means. So here is our friend, Ben Swan. You need to follow Ben Swan, okay? Follow Ben Swan. It's B-E-N, and the last name is Swan. With two N's. With two N's, okay? Here we go. It's hard to believe, but a national so-called news anchor has actually suggested on national television that the Biden administration and the U.S. military could use drone strikes on U.S. soil against U.S. citizens who are deemed to be a national security threat by inciting violence. In the case of Iraq, in America, many Americans, but the drone strikes for the crime of inciting violence, inciting terror. I'm going to tell you why that comments are not only immoral, but are factually wrong. I'm Ben Swan, and there has never been a time when we so bad needed truth, truth in media. media. So that is Ben Swan's hey guys, truth in so media. And Ben Swan's truth in media is going to be teaching us about how the, or, you just, heard the, you just heard the comment about how the news reporter thinks that we should be using drone strikes on Americans who are domestic terrorists. Right. Now, let me show you something. So here I have back here. Um, let's see. I always forget this part. I'm just going to share this, do a, a screen share of. An article know of an article i'm trying to but I, I i don't like doing this this way but it'll work this way anyway this is the department of justice's white paper released february 5th 2013. this was released by uh, eric holder's department of uh justice and this is, I, I haven't, I didn't have this posted on the new website because I thought maybe it was outdated, but I'm going to go ahead and put it on the new website. But anyway, this is a white paper. If you don't know what a white paper is, a white paper is a legal document that gives the legal argument for a certain activity, in this case, governmental. And so what the government, what Eric Holder's government did was issue a 16 page white paper with a complex legal argument justifying the assassination of U.S. citizens, all U.S. citizens anywhere on the globe, anywhere uh, for for whatever reason they think is necessary. So you're going to be reposting this on chrisannhall.com? I'm going to be reposting this on, on chrisannhall.com. How did this all come about? Well, in 2011, the Department of Justice, or I'm sorry, the uh, federal, the local police, a sheriff in North Dakota, employ a drone to arrest a farmer they accuse of stealing six cows. So in 2011, let me pull this back up here. So this is December 13th, 2011. This is actually the uh, uh, a, a business news article. I also have the same thing on uh, the Guardian and Los Angeles Times. But what we have here is this guy had six cows wander on his on his ranch land. And the sheriff said, uh, you need to let us search your property for these six cows. We've got 3,000 acre farm. And the guy said, no, you're not coming on my property. He refused the sheriff access. So in order to come and get the cows, 
because the guy said, no, you can't come on my property. Uh, the uh, sheriff releases these drones from a local Air Force base. So the sheriff links up with the, the local, with the U.S. Air Force to release a drone to come after the farmer. And so I also have this on my uh, my old website. And how is this connected to the statements there? Because they're going to be now doing a broader search. You also have the reporter saying we need to do drone strikes on our domestic terrorists. And here everybody's like, oh, no, they'll never do that to us. But back in 2011, a sheriff already used already predator used. drones to assist in the arrest of a farmer. Yes. For six cows. Six cows, guys. So now you add uh, what we're going after now are insurrectionists mm -hmm. who are white supremacist terrorists. Right. We've already used the drones for arrest. Since these are terrorists, we need to use drones for a strike. So we've, this we've is not even a step out of the ordinary. They are terrorists, and without due process, we need to simply exterminate them uh, from yeah. 20 miles in the sky. Now, let's, be, let's also be aware that it is in this DOJ white paper, which I also wrote about, that the Department of Justice already still has a standing directive that it's okay to kill U.S. citizens. As long as you can accuse them of being terrorists. As long as you can. No, just extremists. Yeah, extremists. Just extremists. That may do something. Yeah, I remember now yeah. that the white paper said they may basically that they're <clears throat> uh, that they may do something in the future. Yeah. Not even that they've committed right. any sort of act. Uh, just like Alalaki that they assassinated mm -hmm. and, and his 16-year-old right. son. And the thing about it was, so the Obama administration assassinated Alalaki uh, with the drone strike mm -hmm. and then his 16-year-old son. Say, and, and there's another guy that that hadn't committed terrorism, mm -hmm. right? They, they did not say they assassinated him for committing an act of terrorism. They said they assassinated him for inciting others to commit an act of terrorism. So Alalaki was assassinated by drone strike for his words, mm -hmm. not his deeds. And in fact, he was he had been uh, located and working in Virginia right. with the FBI. Mm -hmm. And the FBI began to plant listening devices in mosques right. to try to spy on American citizens who happened to be Muslim to find to find uh, extremists. Okay. And the cleric started speaking out against this and said, this is not right. People's rights are being right. violated because of speaking out. He had to flee to Yemen mm -hmm. where he continued to speak out. Mm -hmm. Then they had him assassinated because of that. Right. And, uh, let's kill his 16 year old son also. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. This was the Obama administration. Right. And the Republicans, cheered it. They yep. did not stand against it because it's in the name of national security and terrorism. The Republicans supported the Democrat, the Democrats in the Obama administration for doing this. Right. So now it's turned around that very same scenario. All you're doing is replacing Alalaki with Trump supporters. Now, what do the Republic, what does the Republican party say? Nothing. Is this suddenly not right. okay? Right. Yet you're the ones that gave them the foundation for this by saying that was OK, that American citizens could be assassinated anywhere on the planet because of what they're saying without due process. And their children could be assassinated because of how one Republican personally told me, one Republican politician personally said to my face, he shouldn't have had a father who was a terrorist. Right. 
The justification for killing the 16-year-old boy who was an American citizen was that his father was a terrorist. And I was told by a Republican representative in the federal government, well, his son shouldn't have had a father who was a terrorist. So let me explain to you now, as Jesse was saying, this is the standard that was established. Yes, Barack Obama was president, but we had a Republican House and a Republican Senate back then. Who said then, nothing. Who said nothing. Rand Paul. Was pretty much the only guy who said anything. Well, it, in full disclosure, let me just go ahead and set up the stage for you, right? So, this DOJ white paper completely def redefines imminent threat. So, imminent threat, if you're going to define imminent from a legal standpoint, I, and I love to give this example imminent is like standing in your closet, reaching up to the top shelf, and trying to grab something. And then a box slides and, and is about to hit you in the head. That's the, the box is the definition of imminent, right? If you don't do something to stop it that second, it's going to happen, right? No, the standard now by this white paper is that the government simply has to believe that sometime in the future, you might do something to threaten the government. The 16 year old boy, by the way, was at a barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't engaging. He was, he in was a killed at a picnic. Yeah. Yeah. So the standard now is a redefinition of imminent, which is also JC. Now that I think about it falls right in line with the redefinition of inciting, right? So we've redefined inciting, which means, uh, it does, you know, you can go back three years. I mean, they were taking stuff that Donald Trump sent three years ago and using it. And inciting means you said something right then and there that absolutely is kind of like it, it is imminent. imminent. It Resulted is imminent. In imminent so in 2013, we allowed the Department of Justice through Eric Holder, the Republicans in Congress allowed uh, Eric Holder's Justice Department to redefine imminent and the standard of proof for the government. So in order to uh, secretly assassinate a US citizen anywhere on the globe, just because the government believes you might engage sometime in the future, an attack on America, right? right? They must simply, this is the legal standard according to the Department of Justice, the government sim must simply demonstrate that the United States' interest in preventing an anticipated threat of violence outweighs, quote, the person's interest in his life. Now, just soak that up for a second. And the courts, right? The Department of Justice in this white paper quotes the courts to say, quote, the court accords the greatest of respect and consideration to the judgments of military authorities. The scope and discretion of that discretion is necessarily wide, which means all of that discretion is now going to be transferred to the FBI, the DOJ to come to and, and, and shoot you. And you don't even have a right to even know about it. Because at this point, there's no distinction. No. You say, oh, well, that's the military. Mm -hmm. uh, you said a local sheriff using the Air Force, Force. to enact an arrest. Yes. Yes. Tell, tell me what distinction and division there is. Yeah. So let me remind you, once again, I re we reported about this years ago. Janet Napolitano, as head of the Department of Homeland Security, which is part of the Department of Justice, issued a warning about who are the white ring wing extremists. They're the people who are concerned about illegal immigration. They're the people who are concerned about abortion. They're concerned about increasing federal power and restrictions on firearms. They're returning war veterans. This is actually, you see this right here. This is actually a quote from that document. Right-wing extremism in the United States can be broadly divided into those groups, movements, and adherents that are primarily hate 
oriented based on hatred of particular religious, racial, or ethnic groups. How does that file right into exactly what they're saying? You've got HR 350, which specifically without actually using Trump's name or Trump supporter does everything but that identifies people who are who who follow Trump or who are even constitutionally minded as yeah, white or. supremacists. Yeah, either or. So you're a race. If you support the Constitution and you you stand up for the Constitution uh, and you don't agree with the leftist right. interpretation, you are a racist. You are a white. No, 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 JC. You're you are right. a white, white supremacist. supremacist. Therefore, you fall in yeah. this category. You're, yeah. You are a hate based group based right. on racism. And right. And those that are mainly anti-government rejecting federal authority in favor of state or local. That's the constitution is, guys. Right, exactly. That's exactly what the constitution says or rejecting government authority entirely. So all you have to do is support the 10th, the 10th amendment. amendment actually contained in the constitution. And therefore you are an extremist. It may include groups and individuals that are dedicated to a single issue, such as opposition to abortion or immigration. This is look, this stuff has been this way for years now. I'm going to go ahead and just show you the DOJ uh, paper that I'm in training that I'm, I'm telling you about right here. This is the Department of Homeland Security, right wing extremism. Current economic and political climate fueling resurgence in radical radicalization and recruitment. There you have. I mean, this thing has been out there since April of 2009. They have been defining people like you and me, the listeners of this show, people who are politically inclined to be constitutionalists as white wing extremist domestic terrorists. And remember, it doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. No, it does not. You could be you could be black, brown skinned, and if you support constitutional conservative values, you're a white supremacist. Yeah. We we have people with brown and black skin right. being called white supremacists because of an opposing political opinion. Right. So it has nothing to do with racism, but this is how they define it to justify putting you into a category that the federal government can now define as a threat and therefore implement lethal force against you. And now you have the attorney general and seated Congress, uh, congressional representatives and their lapdogs in the media all saying the same thing that essentially lethal force needs to be employed to eradicate American citizens without due process who share a political opinion with which that group does not agree. Not to mention the fact that they're trying to pass legislation that says, yes, it's okay for us to do this, right? So now once again, we have legislation amending the constitution because you have to realize in order to do this, first they're, most obviously, let's just put most obviously, violation of your right to be free from unreasonable searches and seizures without a warrant. So you've got the Fourth Amendment, most obviously. Then you have the Eighth Amendment, cruel and unusual punishment. You have the Fifth and Sixth Amendments, denial of due process. So not only are you going to be murdered with a drone, you think, I mean, seriously, when that reporter said we need to deploy drones, what did she think that they were actually going to be doing? Taking out, you know, terror, domestic terrorists. She wasn't talking about ISIS. Nobody talks about ISIS anymore. She wasn't referring to ISIS as being a domestic terrorist. Right. She wasn't talking about Al Qaeda being a domestic terrorist. The whole narrative today is that you and I are the domestic terrorists. Anybody who is for you read it right there, guys, anybody who is who is for limited government, anybody who believes that the const as the Constitution requires that you that the federal government has less power than the states 
and that state and local authority is supreme over the federal government in matters that are not actually delegated. Seriously, you have you, you said the 10th Amendment, JC. There's actually a provision in the Constitution that says that Article 6, Clause 2. Article 6, Clause 2 of the Constitution declares that anything that is not made consistent with the Constitution is null and void. So if you're writing a law like H.R. 350, then our Constitution declares it null and void. But if you go around and tell people that H.R. 350 is null and void, you are now a potential domestic terrorist. And I just want us to wrap our heads around that because the reality is, J.C., anything that you say that challenges the authority of government, which could be a sheriff now, because remember, back in 2011, a sheriff went to the U.S. Air Force to get a, this is the part, J.C., to get a drone to get six cows. What was the, what, what was the, the terrible life-threatening case of some guy having six cows that don't belong to him? They said that the, the couple, the farming couple were known to be armed. Yeah. Oh, so, so just being armed. Yeah. But here's the thing. You support Second Amendment. Yeah. Well, not only You're that, JC, you need to you need to follow the narrative. The the further you get away from the origin of the story, the guy now becomes a sovereign citizen who's Correct. been arrested before. Correct. And he he has domestic terrorist tendencies. So the original report is you've got a farmer who's got six cows on his property and he doesn't want to honor the the sheriff's warrant and the sheriff's afraid to go on there because the, the guy has guns. Mm -hmm. Okay. The further out now he becomes this crazy. And what's amazing. <laughs> this is terrible, JC. I'm doing this research, right? And when you look backwards at articles, you know, it's always harder to find the most original one, mm -hmm. but I'm finding these and the, and the further out you get from the original story, you should see the, the, the mutation of the pictures that they use. Right. I mean, the first few pictures, you got him and his wife and the farmer or whatever. He's a farmer. Then all of a sudden he's this guy that's not shaven. And then he's got mud on his face and he's just looks like some, you know, rat crazy guy. Cause that's the spin of the narrative. And that's what they're going to, that's what this reporter wants to do. And that's what Merrick Garland's talking about. This is, this is Lenin. This is this is Lenin terrorism the Garland, playing out in, in America. Garland's the guy they tried to put on the Supreme Court, right? Yeah. Merrick Garland is the one they were going to try to so put on the Supreme gonna be Court. AG. Now he's going to be attorney general, which means he actually has more power than a Supreme Court justice. Right. Because a Supreme Court justice can only handle cases that come to them. Now, as attorney general, he, he can go out he can and send, seek them. Right. He can send out the enforcers. He can send out the enforcers. Send out the hit squad. And go unchecked until the Supreme Court, you know, checks him. See, now you're going to really, really need a constitutional sheriff who's going to step up and tell Merrick Garland and his Department of Justice, no, you don't have any authority here. Your drones are not going to fly here. Your warrants aren't going to work here. And if you actually, you know, send your agents out here with one of their pretended warrants, we're going to arrest them for trespass. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes back again, which we said from the get go, local is falling back to local and state, mostly local at this point too. Uh, literally protect yourself for the next couple of years. I mean, we're you're literally fighting for your life. They're right. they're wrapping this up, right? Because I think it, you know I think there's going to be a a, a a a rebound effect um, around the midterm election. Mm -hmm. uh, so I mean, you're literally trying to stay alive, right? For two years, for the yeah. next two years. So the so just as by way of example, I don't know if you've seen this, but um, a Missouri County ordinance has now been passed that says that the local sheriff can arrest federal agents if they're trying to enforce unconstitutional gun laws. Mm -hmm. OK, so we've seen this 
what they call the Second Amendment Protection Act, Preservation Act, or sanctuary. whatever it is. Second Amendment Sanctuary. Right. But this one actually specifically says that that federal agents will be arrested. Okay. There are several out there that do that. And this is something that is spreading. We need to, we need that to catch fire, but it's not just, it can't be Where just that the gun in Missouri? Uh, Missouri County, Missouri County, Missouri, mm-hmm. Missouri County, Missouri. Yep. So we, uh, Newton, Newton County. County, Newton County. Oh, they had it like short in there. Newton County, Missouri. Being enacted by Newton County, Missouri, commission as follows. All federal acts, laws, orders, rules, and regulations passed by the federal government and specifically any presidential administration, whether past, present, or future, which infringe on the people's right to keep and bear arms as guaranteed by the Second Amendment to the United States and Article 1, Section 23 of the Missouri Constitution shall be invalid in the county shall not be recognized by this county and specifically rejected by this county and shall be considered null and void and of no effect in this county. Such acts, laws, orders, rules, and regulations include but are not limited to any county, any tax, levy, fee, or stamp imposed on firearms, firearms, accessories, or ammunition not common to all other goods and services, any registration or tracking of firearms, firearm accessories or ammunition, any act or ordering the confiscation of firearms or firearm accessories or ammunition. And finally, any act, whether past, present or future, passed by the United States Congress and signed into law by the federal government and specifically any presidential administration which infringes on the people's right to keep and bear arms in Newton County, Missouri, shall be considered null and void by the county and not recognized by this county. Any and all federal agents trying to enforce the regulations listed in Section 1 shall be subject to arrest by the sheriff's department. Yeah, so this is one of, this is so just another one of several counties mm-hmm. doing this, even state level. I see right. state legislators, legislators doing this because they're recognizing, you know, the, the, these are these are the lines of defense mm-hmm. as these lunatics, sociopaths are pushing you know, trying to get you to that last line of defense, right? We we use all those means until we have no other means because we never <laughs> fire the first shot. Historically, nope. we never fire the first shot. Nope. And we, 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 we have no desire to fire the first shot, but we're telling you, stop. We're telling you to stop what you're doing. And we're using the peaceful means available to us at this point to continue to tell you to stop. And that's the whole point. So it's it's local and state. We have two years. You need to stop. You need to stop. And I think that's the whole point. They know there's a line. There knows a line out there. Yeah. And you know it's crazy. I, I, everybody we talk to, this phrase comes up over and over and over again. We just want to live in peace and be left alone. We were just having just that conversation. With leave somebody. us alone. Nobody's trying to take anything from you. Nobody's trying to force anything upon you. We don't want to discriminate against anybody. We don't want to kill anybody. We don't want to make anybody sick. Just leave us alone. We want to enjoy our life. We want to enjoy the fruits of our labors. We want to worship freely, speak freely, live freely. Just leave us alone. And apparently you can't be satisfied to do that. So we will continue to use every peaceful means necessary at our state and local level to tell you, stop. You cannot continue down this path. You have been put on notice. We're not domestic terrorists. We want to live in peace. Stop trying to destroy people's lives. Stop trying to bankrupt people. Stop trying to control people. Stop trying to dictate what people can and cannot do. Do your job. Defend liberty. Defend the Constitution. Mind your own freaking business and all will be well. But if you continue, we will run out of the peaceful means. Okay? It's not a threat. It, it, It really is a plea. Stop. Let me... This is, by the way, this is the American spirit. The American spirit is let let me alone. 
let me alone in liberty to do what I have to do with what is mine as long as I'm not hurting or harming another. That's the principle of liberty. And so I love, I'm just going to read this to you. Um, this is actually written by Benjamin Franklin, and it was about the question of the Gadsden flag. So the Gadsden flag was first not just a flag, but actually the rattlesnake on the drum, on a Marine Corps drum. Mm -hmm. And the drum was painted yellow, and the rattlesnake was on the Marine Corps drum. And at first, being the thoughtful guy that Franklin is, he's like, why a snake? That seems a little strange. And he says, uh, he goes into an explanation that he, he, he then took care to consult on this occasion a person who's acquainted with the snake, and uh, he learned this stuff. He said, he learned that the worthy properties of the animal and the crestborn shall be considered, he says, that the base ones cannot have been intended. He said that, uh, let's see, where, where does this go now? The rattlesnake, what he said was peculiar, or for him peculiar, but actually meant interesting, right? Interesting to him that the rattlesnake is found in no other quarter of the world besides America. And therefore may therefore have been chosen on that account to represent her. But then the worldly properties of the snake, I judged, would be hard to point out. And he goes on about this criticism, but then he starts thinking. He says, I re recollected that the, her eye excelled in brightness and that of any other animal, that she has no eyelids, she may therefore be esteemed an emblem of vigilance. He said, she never begins an attack, nor once engaged ever surrenders. She is therefore an emblem of magnanimity and true courage. As if anxious to prevent all pretensions of quarreling with her, the weapons with which her nature has furnished her, she conceals in the roof of her mouth so that, to those who are unacquainted with her, she seems she appears to be most defense a most defenseless animal. And even with those weapons, even when those weapons are shown and extended for her defense, they appear weak and contemptible. But their wounds, however small, are decisive and fatal. Conscious of this, she never wounds till she has generously given notice even to her enemy and cautioned him against the danger of treading on her. He says, I was wrong, sir, in thinking this strong picture of the temper of a, oh, was I wrong, sir, in thinking this a strong picture of the temper and conduct of America. The poison of her teeth is the necessary means of digesting her food. And at the same time is certain destruction to her enemies. This may be understood to the intimate that those things which are destructive to our enemies may be to us not only harmless, but absolutely necessary to our existence. I confess I was wholly at a loss at what to make of the rattles till I went back and counted them and found them just 13, exactly the number of colonies united in America. And I recollected too that this was the only part of the snake which increased in numbers. Perhaps it might be only fancy, but I conceit that the painter had shown a half-formed additional rattle, which I suppose may have been intended to represent the providence of Canada. He says, "'Tis curious and amazing, however, to observe how distinct and independent each other the rattles of this animal are, and yet how firmly they are united together so as to never be separated, but by breaking them into pieces. One of those rattles singly is incapable of producing sound, but the ringing of 13 together is sufficient alarm, the bold, uh, uh, sufficient to alarm the boldest man living. The rattlesnake is solitary and associates only with her, only with her kind only when it's necessary for their preservation. In winter, the warmth of a number together will preserve their lives while singly they would probably perish. 
The power of fascination attributed to her by a generous construction may be understood to mean that those who consider liberty and blessing, the liberty and blessing which America affords and once come over to her, never afterwards leave her, but spend their lives with her. She strongly resembles America in this, that she is beautiful in youth and her beauty increaseth with her age. Her tongue also in blue and forked as the lightning and her abode is impenetrable rocks. Mm -hmm. Amen. So you, we have an amazing heritage and the spirit of us is just as we were saying. This is not a threat. It's it's a statement of who we are. We're shaking the rattle. It's rattling, you know, my friends. People are asking, how, how far can we be pushed? You know, and that's the thing. It's what we've said. We're going to take every peaceful measure. That peaceful measure are these, these defenses now on the local and state level in as much as we're able to do. Mm-hmm. If if you if you're gonna bulldozer through those, you, you've hit the end. Let me read let me read to you one last thing that if you follow me on Instagram, this is on my Instagram page. This is actually uh, something that Samuel Adams wrote in the Massachusetts Circular Letter of nine of seventeen sixty eight. He wrote that in all free states, the Constitution is fixed. And as the Supreme Legislation, the Supreme Legislative derives its power and authority from the Constitution, it cannot overleap the bounds of it without destroying its own foundation. Well, yeah, this is this what's interesting when you look at when you watch um, Ben Swan's uh, expose on that issue and you should watch that I guess you can put that link in the show notes as well. Uh, When you look back at the drone strikes uh, in Yemen, a country with, with which we've never declared war, we're not at war with at that time started assassinating people with drone strikes uh, based on the assertion of the threat of Al Qaeda. Mm -hmm. Yet when they, when you look at, the data when they started striking Al Qaeda, it had a couple of members or a couple hundred members. Uh, once the assassinations and the strikes started, uh, the Al Qaeda movement ballooned to thousands. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't believe they accomplished what they allegedly claim they're trying to do, even with this rhetoric. When you start threatening American people with drone strikes yes. because of differing political opinions under the pretense that they're insurrectionists, which you know to be false, then you're only going to increase opposition against you. Right. Uh, so in that sense, keep flapping your gum. Keep, right. keep keep talking like that because you're going to grow the liberty movement for us. You're exposing, you're gonna do our, you're, and you're exposing you're yourself. exposing yourself. What kind of sci- bloodthirsty psychopaths you are? Because I mean, people, reasonable people, the more this unfolds, will be able to see this. I have I'm I have two things that I you know sort of going to watch through this. Number one. Um, will Merrick Garland be voted in? Because, uh, well, I guess my question would be, how many Republicans will vote for Merrick Garland knowing they didn't revoke for him as Supreme Court justice? Yeah. Remember, the mentality is right. that the president should get his pick, so we just have to rubber stamp these people through. So how many of these Republicans are going to pass Merrick Garland through as a G and, and when they didn't, wouldn't or, or, or didn't as, um, as the uh, uh, Supreme court justice. Yeah. I mean, they're in a tough spot, right? <laughs> Cause you're a bunch of warmongers that had to cheer on the assassination of American citizens to, mm-hmm. to feed your war machine. Right. Now that it's turned against you, are you going to criticize that same principle? 
that fed your war machine and created your enemies so you could sell more weapons. Now, what are you going to say when that's turned against you? You're in the crosshairs. Be fascinating to see what the Republicans will do. Right. Because let's not forget that anybody who was a Trump supporter, anybody who stood up and said that there was fraud in the election or that was at the Trump rally as a politician, you're now a potential domestic terrorist under under Merrick Garland. So does that mean that some of these these people who are going to be identified as potential domestic terrorists are actually going to vote uh, Merrick Garland into his position to do that and, and maddening on to their own destruction, maddening on to their own destruction. The other thing that I, I want to know is how many uh, how many people actually are going to uh, understand the depth of what we're dealing with here. This is something that I have given you now just in this show, 10 years of history building this, 10 years of history building this. How many people are now going to be able to to say this is just crazy, this is just conspiracy, this is just right-wing propaganda when we have 10 years of history that I've just given you? Not only that, you have a situation now where, hello, we now know, and, and, and many of you didn't watch the the hearings. People don't watch these hearings. I like watching the hearings because it number one, it tells me what is the directive of the Senate in hiring somebody. When you know, when they're handling these hearings, the questions are actually directives. They're not, right. they're not asking, how will you handle this? They're telling, they're them, telling them you're going to handle this. this. Is what you're and the whole, all the questions, guys, all the questions were about white supremacy, were about insurrection. They were about denying due process. They were about protecting Congress. They're not even talking anymore about protecting America. We're not, I mean, at least with ISIS and Al-Qaeda, it was all about yeah, protecting you, you had the pretense. America. Yeah, you had the pretense of, we're just defending the nation. Now it's uh, just defending are, their own butts, yeah. right? That's all. It's all about securing Congress. Yeah, because right? they, they didn't, there was not this indignation when private businesses were being attacked, assaulted, burned to the ground, people being killed mm -hmm. during the summer. Right. Uh, but now right. it's at their doorstep, allegedly which by the way, was all a trap right? and a script. right? Uh, so now, oh, we're indignant. We got to do something about this. So how many of the Republicans, you know, the Democrats are going to vote because they, they, they're already part of the, the communist party. They know, or if they're not online, if they're not totally on board, they know that their blood life is dependent upon being on board. Right. So they're not going to go against this vote. A Democrat is not going to go against this vote because if they don't, because if they do, their life depends on it, most literally. But how many Republicans are going to put forward an attorney general that sat there and promised that what a broad, that's what he said, a broad search for white supremacy is going to be his first thing he does when he gets into office. Yep. First thing you, you he have does your when marching orders. Amen. And that's right, Dan, building Babylon. Yep. And I'm declaring my allegiance to the opposing kingdom. One lady asked me, she said, uh, we were at a meeting after I taught. I was like, I, I, where were you when I was teaching? I don't know. She says, so Chrisanne, so when they come to your door and tell you, you have to be vaccinated or you'll go to jail. What if they, and they come in and they, and they tell you, you have to hand over your guns or they're going to come in and take it. What are you going to do? You know what our implication is, right? Oh, well, you know, when you, when that happens at your house, you're out there telling us to do all this, but when it happens at your house, you're not going to do anything. I was like an FBI plant. And I looked her straight in the eye and I said, they're, they're not doing it. It's just, that's just the fact of the matter. It, it, it will come down to, you know, you're not doing it. Just look them in the face. I will not comply. Just because, ju just in case you're an FBI infiltrator trying to troll me, mm -hmm. you know what's going to happen. 
Yeah, you got it, Faithful Joy. Yeah. I'm your husband. Because we already been there. We, yeah. ha we had the fake, the fake film crew come out oh, yeah. with FBI agents <laughs> try, trying to troll us into saying we want to overthrow the U.S. government. They came Whatever, seriously, morons. guys. They came out to our house. They came out to our house with film equipment. You know, oh, we know you guys. We we know you you teach liberty, Chrisanne, but we also heard that you have chickens and goats. Then yeah. we Let's just wanna film. we wanna and, come. And film. then the whole conversation <laughs> for three hours was basically, you, you know, we we should do something serious, right? We should we should take up arms, right? We should overthrow the government, right? Whatever. I was like, dude, you, you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I, okay. Number one, I'm not dumb. Number two, I was in military intelligence. What are you going to do when they come to take your guns? They're on your doorstep and they come to stick you with the vaccine. Really? <laughs> you got to ask that question? After I, I got to go on record. Here, here's the thing go back and search the archives of the Chris Ann Hall show. <laughs> We've said several times what's going to happen yeah. at that point. Yeah. Whatever means necessary is what they said they're going to use to stick so, us. So whatever. You want to lock <laughs> me up for having that opinion? Whatever. Yeah. Do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. But you come you come confiscate and sticking. OK, then you've pretty much told us where we're at. And at that point. What do you expect people to do? In 17 in 1774, when one governor, Governor Thomas Gage of Massachusetts took the powder from one powder house in one town. Letters were sent from all over the counties saying that Thomas Gage declared war on the entire American colonies. So you got to get kind of a perspective of what's going on here. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the one that's violating the, the Constitution. I'm not the one that's violating people's rights. I'm not the one violating the supreme law of the land. And so if you're going to act in a way that does the opposite of what the Constitution is, let me just be very clear. You're classifying yourself. I don't have to say anything. I don't have to do anything. You're, know them by their fruits. You are classifying yourself by your actions. And let me just be very clear. I don't care if you call yourself FBI. I don't care if you call yourself Hillsborough County Sheriff. If you're going to come to my house and violate my rights as I have contracted in the Florida Constitution or the U.S. Constitution, you're doing everything, not me. Yeah, you're acting to classify right. yourself, not me. I'm not doing anything. I'm not going to anyone's doorstep no. to shoot them or to stick to them. drag them out or to stick them with anything. I'll be on nobody's doorstep. No, I'm not going to bother anybody. You're talking about coming to my doorstep. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. You know what will be well? Stay off my freaking doorstep. Then there's really no question. Watch freaking. That's it. Stay <laughs> off my stinking doorstep. <laughs> and there's no question. Yeah. I mean, seriously, like, like Benjamin Franklin said, we just, we're a people with a spirit of, Leave me alone and leave me alone until I don't leave somebody else alone. And that's just the bottom line. Leave me alone. We'll all be good. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. Keep moving. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Well, guys, appreciate it. I'll think Thank about you. what kind of T-shirt I can make. Yeah. Make sure you check out GodGunsLiberty.com. Yep. And we'll see what we can come up with. Yep. We need to put up a GodGunsLiberty.com little picture I can put up here. Thank you, guys. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow.